This episode was previously recorded in 2020 as part of a pod class series titled As For Me. It's recorded stories of women who have made um, a diligent effort to do, as it says in Joshua, as for me and my house. And we're going to unpack the decisions that they've made, the roads that they've traveled, um, the twists and the turns that were very unpredictable, and how they surrendered them over to God. I pray that these episodes are nourishing to you, as they were to us when we recorded them, and even more so as we're going back now post-pandemic and seeing what the Lord was speaking then. I pray that you would be well and adjust your focus. Hey friends, so we're back. If you are just joining us for this series that is called As For Me, um, this is just a conversation, not just because I don't want to you know, downplay what God wants to do with this. But this is a conversation between women who love Jesus, who have decided that they are going to, that we are going to allow him to steer our lives um, in any direction, whether it would be in the mountaintops or the valleys, in the days that feel so like joy filled that you can't contain it, or if it's one of those things that you have to remind yourself to stir up joy. Like it says in James, like count it all joy, you know, those days. (laughs) So these are the conversations, unfiltered, just us two friends sitting at a coffee shop and you just happened to overhear our conversation and you leaned in and we would probably invite you to the table but you just want to stay there and pretend like you just are reading your book. You stay right where you are. So, but this, my prayer for all these conversations, again, if it's the first time that you're joining us, or if you've gotten an opportunity to to hear some of the previous conversations, our prayer is that the conversation that we have feels like one that maybe you had with God or one you've been avoiding having with God or one that you've been wondering, could I have this conversation? Because here's the thing, y'all, is that he is no respecter of persons. He's done for one person, he will do for another, and he actually invites us to ask the questions. Here we are, asking questions. There's no questions, there's no, so tell me about a time, although there will be stories. Because the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So here we are with a little bit of the testimony, a whole lot of Jesus and a little bit of coffee. And if I was really honest with you, I'd tell you sitting beside my coffee cup is a fourth of a donut. So today I, yes, right. Applause for the balance. Um, Today I am joined by a sweet sister that I have to tell you, like it is a true joy of mine when I get to meet new sisters in Christ because it feels like you go to a family reunion and you meet a cousin that you didn't know you had and you're like, where have you been my whole life? Why am I just now knowing that you're related to me? So this is one of those cousins, if you will. Um, And it's a blessing to me to see like contagious joy 
makes my heart explode and it feels like <gasps> like a kid on Christmas, right? Um, so Adrienne is one of those people that like, as soon as I started getting to know about her a little bit, and I'm not even gonna lie, just the little bit that I've seen, it I started thinking, God, and God, show me more women like this. Where are they? And could we just be willing to show up as who we are and seen and be heard and not be afraid that someone might see us and someone might ask, like, who is she? Like, when I saw that in her, that she was showing up, I honestly was like, I need to know her, not because I needed something out of it. Well, I needed sisterhood, but not sure I needed to show up beside her so I could like rub elbows with her and like, Y'all know what I mean, how we do. We name drop, like we get to know somebody so that we can drop their name in other circles. Like I, that makes me nauseous, which is one thing you'll never see here, which is why these conversations kind of happened. Um, I don't know, I was telling Adrian before we started this conversation, like I have these things around that keep my eyes on the prize, if you will. <laughs> because we wander, right? The old hymn that says, bind my wandering heart to thee, because I'm prone to wander. But here's the thing is that like, in this space that I've created in my office, in my house, um, in my circle of friends, when my eyes start to wander, I thank God that they will wander and land on things that bring me back on track, which is why it's vitally important to be in community with people who when they see you wandering off into La La Land, they're gonna come out there with you and then turn you around and bring you back. They're not gonna come out there with you and then co-sign and say, girl, what you need to do? Cause if that's your friends, that's a whole nother podcast. So, so I'm gonna stop talking for a second and let Adrian introduce herself and then we're just gonna see where God goes with this. So Adrian, tell <laughs> us who you are where you are, what you're doing, and whatever feels right to say. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, Amia, thank you so much for this invitation. I'm so excited. You are just, so I will just start by saying I'm currently in, um, in the Revelation Wellness instructor training program. And Amia is um, so awesome um, as one of the leaders in that organization. And as soon as I saw, I mean, at the beginning of the training, you know, the leadership started kind of dropping there. Hi, my name is, and this is what I do. This is what I enjoy. And here's a question for you. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I, you know, would put my, my response in. And then I saw Amia's and her picture was like this, and she was all excited. And to be completely honest, she looks like me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get to know her. But I am not, um, I am not, I'm outgoing and I have a bubbly personality, but I'm not very good at that one-on-one, -on -one, let me start, like, I don't know. Like, all I can say is my name is Adrian. Hi, you know, that, that's all I got. So this, this right here, I think is just a result of the Holy Spirit and how he has truly, you know, worked to bond us, you know, together because I didn't know how to do that. Like, I wanted to get to know you more and, you know, and, and just glean, you know, your energy and your wisdom and positivity. And he is doing that. So I'm so excited about that. So thank you for this invitation. 
Um, and I have to say, I hate the question. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, because I never know, you know, it's hard because, so I, I want to be that person who can say, this is my, you know, corporate position and I am president of, and I have all these accolades and, you know, my, my classmates that I went to school with, they're all doing these amazing things. And it's like, when you get ready to go to the reunion, you're like, well, what do I say? Like, how do I explain what I'm doing? Like, I know what I'm doing is important and great, but I don't have that. So I'm going to attempt. And like you said, we're going to see where God takes this. So I am originally from Lugoff, South Carolina, which is a super small town near Columbia. And I grew up with my grandparents. My, my mom lived with us, but my grandparents raised me. And so my undergrad, I went to Winthrop and Rock Hill, so go Eagles. And my grad, I went to Clemson, so go Tigers. And my degree is in counselor, an education degree in counselor education. But my emphasis is student affairs. So I worked for about 15 years in higher education, working with college students, um, all the way from undergraduate to graduate, and then, you know, postdoc students, medical students, um, to really help them through that collegiate experience, develop their identity, um, study skills, leadership development, all of those fun things, programming. Um, so a lot of fun things. But the problem was, I kind of had this, um, this pull where this is what I've been trained to do and I enjoy it and I'm good at it. Like I was great at it, but I wasn't being, I don't want to say recognized for my work, but I felt like I wanted to advance and because of how politics runs and, you know, all these little things and, you know, because people know certain people, they already have them lined up for this next role, next position. I could never quite get, you know, to that next level that I was really looking, looking to get to. And then my husband and I started having children. And then my whole priority shifted. And what I really thought about during the day was not where I was. It was what was happening at home or with my kids. And, and that really started to pull on me. And then I think being married to the man that I'm married to, he has a very entrepreneurial spirit. And I, you know, we both say it has made us justifiably unemployable because we we do great work <laughs> but our our mindsets are just set to we cannot punch a clock you know we have to go out and we have to do the work that god has called us to regardless how scary and unstable <laughs> it may seem so after working um, for about 10 years, maybe um, about maybe nine or 10 years in higher education, I was in Savannah at the time, um, I decided to just quit my job and to start a business. And so at the time, my son was about two, um, maybe two or three years old. And so I started a baby food company, I would make his baby food and freeze it in little cubes. And I would just take it around with me and feed him everywhere. And people would be like, what is that? What are you doing? Where do you buy that? And I'm like, I made it. So they're like, well, can I have some? So I'm like, well, people might buy this. So I sold baby food. I, you know, produced it, sold it, you know, shipped it, all that stuff. Um, and I had two stores or kind of two outlets in Savannah that sold it. Well, I was like, okay, this could actually like be a thing. Well, as soon as I kind of start getting in the groove, the commercial kitchen that I was using 
they sold the building, didn't renew the license on that space. So then I was left without a space to produce the food. And people were like, well, just do it at home. Like, can't you just, and I'm like, I could, but that's not the right way to do it. And then if something happens that falls back on me, plus I'm like, God is not going to bless something that you do under the table. So I just, I didn't feel right about that. So I just said, okay, Lord, you wouldn't have brought me to this point without a plan, like without, you know, the next step. So what am I supposed to do? And truly he kind of brought me back to looking at the list. What was I trained to do? What do I enjoy doing? What would I do for free? What am I passionate about? And it was all about wellness. It was all about nutrition. It was all about children and families. And so I, I transitioned over to um, a kid's cooking business. So then I started teaching kids how to cook and their families and it was so much work, but it was so much fun. I mean, I was going into schools and, you know, talking to classes and PTA would, you know, the PTA would have an incentive for the most, you know, wrapping paper sales. And I would be their incentive. You know, they would get like a, like a nutrition class with Adrian and I would make it super fun and do food art and all these things with them. Then my husband decided he's going to quit his job and start a business. And that business brought us to Charleston. And so I had to make a decision. Okay, one, do I move with him? Because there was that slight option that he could commute, which was two hours. <laughs> and he had been commuting for the past couple of months. And it was like, okay, that is an option on the table. It's not the smartest option, but it is. Or I could move and then we could decide what we do when we move. So I moved. And in our minds, we were gonna take over the world. We were gonna do awesome things until those bills started rolling in and the kids are looking at you and I'm like, I've got to go back to work while he gets this thing going. Like, let me, like, let, like, let us be smart about, you know, what we're doing. Went back into higher education. I worked, um, for about four more years in higher ed. And then I started getting that pull again, like, okay, you're doing great work. Yes. These students are benefiting from you, but this is not where you're supposed to be. So last October, October, 2019, I left my job again. And, um, and I left with the intent to start something like I didn't, I didn't even quite, which is crazy. I'm such a planner and I didn't really have that plan in place, but I was like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Well, Fast forward to 2020, we're now in a season of COVID. In the spring, the kids had to stop going to school. They had to stay home. If I had been at work during that time, I wouldn't, I don't know what we would have done. You know, the fact that I was home and available to help my children through that whole transition is just a huge blessing. So that's kind of what I was thinking, okay, so this is what I need to be focused on because I need to be there for them. Now we're in this whole season here, and I just feel like God is just doing such amazing new things. I am um, now working on launching, um, go, kind of reopening that idea of kids cooking and family cooking, but merging my passion for nutrition with now my new passion for fitness and just overall lifestyle and healthy well-being. And so um, becoming a family fitness coach, but fit I F I T and it stands for faith build intentional transformation because it's not just about exercising. It's not just about eating well. It's not just about weight loss. It's about transforming the way that we do life and making sure that Jesus is in the middle of that. And I 
in my mind, I can try to, you know, figure out what it looks like, but I'm honestly taking a huge step back and I'm just like, God, you just do with me and with this idea, whatever it is that you want to do, because I've tried to lay things out in the past and they were okay, but it, it, time is over for just okay. Like it, it's time to really try to make a difference and try to use what he gave me, you know, for other people. So yeah, I mean, whew. I just like so many questions are floating around in my mind. And I'm like, is this where we ask the questions or, or is this for a later conversation? But just to hear the word that comes to mind is audacity. To hear the audacity that you just jumped, jumped at the opportunity that God put in front of you to take. I was talking to, I think it was my Bible study group just today. And we were talking about just the grace of God that he takes all the things that we did before and all the times and all the conversations and all, even the connections that we had in previous work or whatnot and how he doesn't waste anything and he brings it all back together yeah his glory and our good and the good of others right and and this and i think the reason audacity came to mind is because audacious is like this big bold wild unrelenting like unapologetic what in the whole world have I done? <laughs> right? And it just is like, okay. And now we're here. And yes. I don't know what comes next. And it's just this walk of faith, right? And it just, the assumption would be even to just watch someone's life. Cause so backstory and full transparency that like the fact that we met over social media through revelation wellness, but completely over social media, only context that I have is what I've seen. Right. Right. So the, I could make these broad assumptions based on what I've seen of like, well, that's how she got there or yeah. this is what she's done. Or, oh, she graduated from here, so that's why this, and A plus B is C, right? But to now hear the story, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> right? And it's such, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that picture that said, here's our assumption of success. And it's got this, like, cute little grid of, like, highs and lows. And then it, you know, slowly climbs and maybe it'll drop, but then it's like, but here's the reality. And it looks like a kindergartner took a crayon and just, <laughs> right. And and even just this morning, no joke this morning, and I'm going to pull it up on my phone so I don't forget it. Um, this morning, the Holy Spirit showed me just how we have this way of losing our way. And we think that God's going in one direction. So we decide, oh, I know where that's going. So right. like we hightail it. Right. That, like here's where we're going. Now I can't find it. Hold on. Um, but it was based on this assumption that if he did it this way, he's going to do it that way. Right. Like, even, even in a good intentioned, well thought, um, I know God, I know his character, I know his word. Mm -hmm. And here's how he does things, right? right? 
But the scripture that the kid's been like stirring in my soul all week is no ear, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. So like we make these assumptions of like, well, if he did it in her life, and this is why I love that God has asked to do this in this space, because we get to tell these testimonies and tell these stories. And then we get to sit and wonder, what is he going to do with me? Yes. Right. Yes. Not grab a hold of someone's story to say, well, that's exactly what he's going to do in my life because right. either A matched her A or B matched her B or right. Oh my gosh, she's from South Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. Guess what's going to happen to my life? Whoa. Right, right. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And you know what's so funny about that? I So when God started prompting me to go back to, so the, the business that I started with the kids cooking, it was called Tummy Time Foods. So he kept drawing me back to Tummy Time Foods. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to relaunch Tummy Time here in Somerville. I'm in Somerville near Charleston. I don't know if I said that, but I'm going to relaunch it here. And so I started going down that road and it just didn't feel right. And I was like, but God, this is the vision that you gave me. Surely that wasn't like a wasted experience, wasted, you know, plans. Like I have all these things. And now I see, okay, that is just one component of what he wants me to do now. Like it's getting bigger and it's expanding broader. And so if I would have stayed in that place and tried to kind of force that to work, I would never have explored this other component of wellness and health in terms of fitness, because I, I love fitness for myself. It's a tool that I personally use, but in my, in my mind, as I was going to be like working and coaching people, I was going to refer them out. Like I can, I can help you find a gem that meets your needs. I can help. I know a couple of personal trainers. I can help you find one. Like I was not going to touch it. And God is like, no, 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 no. You are the person that is going to touch it because those people, <laughs> like they're not going to relate to those people. Like people don't want to go to a gym right now. They want to stay home or they want to stay with people that they want to connect. I mean, I just think about so much how I am naturally wired to do exactly what you said. Okay. I see where this is taking me. Let me go ahead and just help God along. You know, let me, let me use my administrative, you know, skills to help God along and, and, and speed this up. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I gave you yeah. like glimpse, you know? Yeah. Like, and even just as you're speaking, like, um, I don't know, mom, like my mind is like, blah, 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 like a ping pong ball right now. <laughs> but, but it's just, as you were talking, I was just kind of, the Holy Spirit was just bringing a couple of words to mind. Um, and one of the words that I've been studying recently is the word rooted. Mm. And just this week, he said to me, um, be rooted in discipline. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, and amen. And then I said, well, wait, because the Bible says, the Bible says that discipline at first is not fun, right? But as you're talking, here's what he's, he was just saying to me is like, this is discipline. Mm -hmm. This is trusting me with what you've already done. And trusting that I have something in store for whatever the thing is, whether you hand it to me and say, well done, we're done with that. Mm -hmm. or me And I begin to just recycle it. So I wrote down the words, reclaim, restore, redeem, 
and repurpose. And he said that this is what happens when we are willing to hand over what we know, what we know how to do, what we have trusted as our thing, right? You were quicker to like, oh, I'm going to outsource you to the real people. Right. (laughs) I'm not the real one, right? (laughs) Right. But to know that how beautiful that he would take even just, I don't know, like at the end of the day, we're all just kids, right? Who need reparented. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to you talk about like tummy time, I remember when my kids were babies and like tummy time, right? Yep. And like, adults need tummy time. Yes. You need to just go like yourself on your tummy. <laughs> Stay right there. I was thinking about the fact that like my class the other day, I was teaching a Rev on the Mat class, which for those of y'all that don't know, is Pilates, yoga, mat-based training. Sometimes we do it upright. Sometimes we are just on the ground, on the mat, and we meet Jesus there. And the other day, the majority of my class was upright. And I was trying to figure out why by the end of the day, it felt like all of life and gravity was like grounded in my hip. I didn't, I didn't get on the mat, but for maybe one song, which was all of five minutes to, tr- to do some core work. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the day, I'm calls and sitting in chairs. So life and gravity had mm-hmm. sank into my hips. But when we get down on our backs or on our bellies, everything just kind of settles. Yes. And the rest of the body begins to do what it's supposed to do. Even like I watch my dog. It's so funny. Yes. I watch my dog and I'm like, they just do it. They don't. And he's like almost 90 years old. So he like. He, he does it well. Right. He fights with himself. But after, after he's done fighting, he's like, you know what? And he is on his belly and he'll look at us like, What? I'm on my stomach right now, and he's he's a um, short-haired Dotson, so like he just loves the feel of either the hot sun on the hardwood floors, or like our kitchen has stone floors, so he'll like lay his belly on the stone floor because it's cool. Yeah, we just laugh at him because he'll lay in the middle of the floor like I'm taking care of me right now. <laughs> you know, and I'm walk around. You can go around. Walk around me. But like, as you were talking about just the tummy time and I'm like, how many things have we forgotten the value of the simplicity? Yes. Adults that we assume we need it to be more intense. We need more. Like the simple things don't work anymore for us because we assume, I mean, yes, there are, there's a fine line between like, well, now I'm grown up. I should be doing things differently. But sometimes we need to just go back to the simplicity of childhood. Mm-hmm. Of yes. Games, of yes. story time. Yes. Of, you know, yes. Like, All of that. And it's so funny. So I, so prior to COVID, my husband and I would, we would go and we would do cardio kickboxing. Like that was our thing. And it was so good because he loved it. 
and he felt like this is something that we could do together. Like we're a good team, but we don't do a lot together. So he's like, this is something that we can do together. So enter COVID, of course, you know, the gym closed down, you know, we weren't doing that. I was still, you know, trying to do these intense workouts and some kickboxing at home because that's what I was used to. And I loved it and it got out the aggression and it was just what I needed. And my body started like, imploding almost like i i ended i i had a um a misplaced rib <laughs> i mean it just i woke up one morning and tried to take a deep breath and it hurt and i couldn't get comfortable and i mean it was just and and the sad part about it was a couple of months prior it had happened before so i knew exactly what it was and when i went to the chiropractor the first time he said oh that just must have been from an intense workout i can you know i can pop that back in and in my mind i was like wow okay let me try to take care of that well it happened again at home and i'm like okay this is different like yes an intense workout but happening twice like I'm, I'm doing things that are detrimental to myself to try to get this kind of results that i want and i'm getting frustrated not to mention all this external stress that was going on or is still going on in the world and we're having to be quarantined and my kids are in the house and trying to think you know you're trying to think about it but then you're not trying to think about it our brains are so smart in so many ways but in a lot of ways it's very primal in that it's about survival so if you're if you're thinking about things even subconsciously you're going to feel it in your body and not even realize it and i'm doing all these intense workouts and i and i finally was just like why am i like so i just felt like a big ball of i don't even know and god is like because you are killing yourself and i had to kind of stop and just breathe and he's like this is where I want you. I want you to stop. And I want you to stop trying to pursue all these things and hurting yourself to try to make it work and try to figure like, and trying to figure it out. So then I started doing bar, <laughs> which I had, I was familiar with bar, but I didn't look into it. Cause I was like, no, I no, I need to be that person. Who's like punching stuff out. Like, you know, I danced in the past, but I was like, no. And I'm like, no, let me go back. Bar is all about alignment. It's about breathing. It's about going as far as you can go and not comparing yourself to the person next to you. If your leg is only an inch off the floor, that is perfect for you and your body and your alignment. If you do well and you can do, you know, eight reps of whatever we're doing one day and then the next day you can only do four that's what's available to you i mean it just totally opened my mind to all these things that i was searching for in all of these intense methods not that bar is is right for everyone but i think it's just it goes back to that idea of go back to the basics like it really has taken me back to you will not find results in the way that other people in the way that the world is finding results and results is open-ended whatever results you're looking for you find results in getting in alignment and getting in alignment with god like whatever that is for you it's an individualized thing yeah. and i just i can't i mean i yeah so it, it doesn't seem like it would be that intense i sweat more now <laughs> than i did in the gym punching bags and i feel like i i i can feel my body getting better i have not had one misaligned rib 
since I've started doing bar and I feel just so grounded and centered and I can quiet myself easier because I need to hear from him. I need to get, like you said, get back to those basics. Yeah. And it just, I mean, like, well, sidebar, like, yes, bar, because that was the class that I taught this morning. <laughs> and I might have, I might have scared my class just a little bit. So, like, I'm teaching completely virtual right now and have been since COVID. But, like, um, the bar class today, like, I've been having to just hearing all that what you're saying of like I I'm in that space of like I'm stopping the trying to make it work. I have had to be very intentional with not going hard in my workouts because the flooring in my basement is not the flooring in the gym. Right. Right. Um, just there's so many different elements of like how I had to make adjustments to being in the workout and being the instructor right like so there's this like interesting space in that also realizing like like you said earlier like i'm as the instructor i don't get to delegate that moment to someone else like i'm the one that they came to take the class with because they trust me they are they i can identify with them like they've it's an exchange here so like there's no one else to hand this off to right Right. In that, I have to recognize that, like, if I'm not completely in my skin, it's going to show up. Yeah. Yes. Show up because I won't be in alignment. My breathing will be spastic and all over the place. My intentions in my movements will be like four steps ahead of what's happening right now where it, it'll be this weird out of body. like I wasn't really in the class. I was kind of watching it happen, which feels completely like I've been that instructor before, which feels so disconnected and so like performance based. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm totally going to say that. That's a dance stage moment where you're just like, all right, the lights are on. I'm going to do it. This is my and show and this is my yeah. moment. This is yeah. Yeah. here for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you miss everything. You miss all, you don't see your, your mom in the front row taking a picture. Like you don't find your friends who are, and that's how life is, right? Like we get in those moments where we get in that performance mode and we're like, gotta wake up, gotta get breakfast done, gotta get this done, gotta do that. And you're just on autopilot and your family is looking at you like you're here, but you're not here. Yeah. Well, and so that was the, um, I found the scripture that I, I don't want to say stumbled on. I know that it was intentional for this day, um, but it was Isaiah 53, 6. And it says, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. And it's the scripture that says he was bruised for our transgressions. Like he took the pain of our sorrows, but all of us straight away, right? And so I asked the question on Instagram, where have you been rescued? Where have you been saved? Where have you been freed? It's in that space that makes grace so amazing. 
when you recognize like I've been the instructor that has been in performance mode. Right. But God. Right. Right. Saved me from myself who was so focused on like my achievements and my accolades and don't you know who I am? They're all here for me. Right. <laughs> he rescued me right. from all of my know-how. And there's a thin line between having that audacious, bold, wild faith and an audacity that's full of pride of like, I cannot believe she's got the nerve. Right. <laughs> so and that's what he said to me this morning is he said, stop assuming that they meant to pick another instructor. Wow. What if they intentionally pick you because they trust you? What if they actually did mean to sign up for your class? Wow. What if it is you? What if out of the space that you've been rescued from, out of the space where you've been set free, out of the space that you recognize, this was not of my own doing. This is why grace is so amazing. And show up and there's this immediate connection with the other person that says yeah this is what I've been looking for mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and 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 you realize it is you mm -hmm. but not be well there's a thin line because it is you it's you because it's you because God chose it to be you right right it ain't you because it's you right right Not what you've done in your own strength it's because of what he put in you that he wanted others to see he 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 want he told us to draw men unto him and yes. he lives inside of us so when we draw people to us we should be drawing them to him so they're like you said they're drawn to you but it's not you <laughs> they're drawn to the him that's in you <laughs> right we have the saying in Revelation Wellness where he says, it's not about you, but it is about you. Right. It's not right. About you. Right. So like, if you thought it was about you, like, it's not about you, but right. it's about you. Right. Because like, here's the thing. And like, and I've probably said this on some of the other recordings or podcasts, but like when God first started telling me that he needed to do something with me, um, both in partnership and in process. Like you hear people say, like, I'm still processing that. He was like, stop processing because that's my job, right? He's the processor. Right. Participate and respect the process, right? Mm, yeah. We are just, and not just, but we are just play in his hands that he gets to mold and, uh, and he wants to do something with them. Yeah. And together, in agreement, the two of us get to do something together. Because right. apart from him, we're just a lump of clay. Right. But with his hands and his breath, we could do so much more. And so the visual that he gave me was just this image of a cup. And I wish I could show you my screensaver on my computer because I finally found the exact image that looks exactly like the visual that he gave me, but it was just a, um, like a copper Irish mug, you know, the Moscow mule mug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was that, um, but completely rusted over with this like 
peanut, greenish gray, found it out in some back creek in, in the woods in Georgia, right? But that's what it, that was the visual that he gave me of my life in his hands. And then he took me to the scripture where Jesus yelled at the Pharisees and said, you're worried about the outside of the cup. It's the inside that I'm worried about, right? Mm -hmm. And he said to me, like, if you will allow me to clean the inside of the cup and then fill it, it doesn't matter what the outside of your cup looks like. And this was stab in the middle of my, I'll say my glory days as a fitness trainer. Yeah. And I made it about me. Yeah. And this is why like when you were talking, just the words reclaim, restore, redeem, and repurpose makes so much sense because that's what God wants to do. He wants to take all those years that we were training, that we were learning the gifts, that we were fine tuning in all of our schooling and crap, like, like sharpening our saw of our skill set. And then he's like, great. Yeah let's go over here and you don't take those things with you and you're like what right and the, and he said like all those things that you've done in the past like they'll come back because even like as you were talking about being in, in in higher education and student affairs like my heart exploded with clarity because prior to fitness i was in higher education <laughs> So, <laughs> true story, I will not cry, <sighs> true story, I asked God today, like, give me clarity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I asked him, I said, give me clarity, what are you calling me to do? I know that fitness is my thing. I know that fitness leadership is my thing. But I know it's bigger. I know it's bigger, but I don't know what you want me to do. And he keeps saying, like, stay rooted in discipline. And again, like I said, I was like, what discipline? Discipline is a large thing, right? It's a lot. And all day today, all day, he's been showing me the little things the little things where I have poured out time and talent and treasure. And he said, if you'll give me those and allow me to discipline you in what you already know, to remind you of the skills that you already have, that you don't need another training. You don't need another notebook. You don't need another pair of shoes. <laughs> Right, like you don't need the next job. You just need to go back to what you know and let me find it. Let me refine it. Let me just burn off the dross so that the thing that yes. you well can be used for my kingdom. Mm. And I'm like, as you were talking, I was like, oh, God knew that this conversation needed to happen today. <laughs> because and that's a daily literally a daily struggle for me because even if you'll remember when I, I, when I posted on our group about bar, I'm like, you know, I, I want to do bar. And somebody was like, Oh, here's a couple of workouts and you were doing one. I was like, 
what? Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get to know this lady. She has a bar workout. Oh my gosh. So I did it and I was like, oh my gosh. And I asked you, I'm like, or I said, I don't have, you know, a bar certification. I don't have a dance education degree. Like, you know, and you're like, neither do I. Like, I, I, I just, and I was, I mean, it's just so freeing because our world or society or people, I don't know who, but they, the they, want us to believe that we have to have the credentialing. We have to have the degree. You have to have the letters. And higher education is one of those industries or one of those fields where if you don't have a certain level of degree, right. you don't get a seat at the table. And that's the, the professional you know, training ground that I was in. Not only that, working at the Medical University of South Carolina, which is my last stint, I worked in the College of Medicine. So then it was even a different dynamic where, yes, I am coming to the table as an educated student affairs practitioner, but I don't have a PhD or an MD. And so now that's another place where I'm like, okay, so like what trainings can I go to? What certifications? What can I do to try to justify? I know what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to do surgery. Like I'm not trying to do what I'm not qualified to do. I'm just trying to make you comfortable. Oh, wow. I'm trying to make you comfortable with the fact that I know what I'm doing when really I need to be the one comfortable yeah. knowing what I know and doing what I do. And I think that's something that, you know, God is really trying to work with me on because I'm always trying to say, okay, well, once I finish this, I think I'm still going to go get X, Y. And he's like, mm -mm, yep. no, stop, you know, <laughs> because there are people out there who have zero degrees, zero experience, and they are making it. Yeah. Now, they're not making it through Christ, but they're, they're, they're famous for no reason. Yeah. You know? Like, and this is why, this is why I wanted to, well, not even why, but this is part of the reason why I'm excited about having these conversations is to be able to show other women, um, partly this is how we got where, where we are, but also like, this is how we're trusting God to take us where he needs us to be because without a doubt, when we start having these conversations with other people, we'll start to watch this pattern of like the, the folks that have said yes to letting God steer them. There's a common thread that runs through everybody's life, right? Mm -hmm. We have all at some point, and, and the crazy thing is like, if we're mindful, we'll notice that the stories are like so different from each other Mm -hmm. Whether you go as far back to upbringing to, you know, college education or not, or current life status or current life stage, even there's this common thread that runs through women who have said, I'm going to let God steer this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just, um, I don't know, like I could, this could just go in several different directions. Cause my mind is like, what? But just to even, um, I don't know. So like, just to, t to explain to anybody that's listening or watching, um, momentum focus 
is the name of the podcast. And it came out of this understanding of that we overcome by the word of our testimony. And those, Raina, Raina Floyd, who's my ministry sister, and we, we joke and say that God didn't put us in the same family because we would have been in trouble. So he like let us meet years later. But um, we, we would have these phone conversations that I would share my God moment with her and she'd share her God moment with me. And that's where momentum came from. So it's this moment apostrophe E-M of every moment with God is given to you to share with someone else because we overcome by the power of that testimony, that story, that God wink, that breakthrough, that aha, if you want to call it that, it's not just for you. It's for you to share with somebody else. So that's momentum, right? The focus part came years ago i mean i'm probably gonna say like 2008 where god started talking to me about um like you know you have like monthly challenges in the fitness community he started telling me to call them focus like focus groups and so he said it wasn't a monthly challenge it was a monthly focus and he was help he was telling me to tell people or invite people to adjust their focus and this was hashtags were even a thing mm-hmm. um, you could say help them adjust their focus and focus is the acronym finish our commitments unapologetically stronger and so every time we got together whether it was one of my boot camp classes a zumba class a bible study wherever we met whether in person or online it was to help each other collectively adjust our focus because as we shared our God moments, it, you know, shed light into areas that might have been dark in another person's life. And maybe their their experience with God or their revelation with God helped you see things a little bit different than you thought before. So it helped you adjust your focus. Mm-hmm. It helped adjust to finish our commitments unapologetically stronger. It's that audacious I just stepped out into something that I have no idea what God's going to do with it, but I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pray that you go with me and I can't apologize for my freedom. I won't apologize for the breakthrough. I'm not going to try to prove anything to you. All that I can do is just pray with you that you stay available so that God can find you in the corners of your heart this morning the holy spirit whispered like in the most subtle like you know how you look at your kids and you just look at them and they know oh if i don't get it together like she's coming after me (laughs) like my middle son he's the child i must share this and then we'll wrap up he's the child that like even from like toddler age all i would have to do is look at him I would not have to say a word. I would look at him and he literally would go. And he like, you'd see it go down his spine. <laughs> and he would straighten up, never had to part my lips. My oldest one, I, would, I could stare at him and he'd stare me down, no blink, no change of expression. And he would just stare and then he'd get these big puppy dog eyes and his whole face would just drop. Then he would blink and then tears would just pour out buckets. And like if you said one word, he knew it's over. And he was super dramatic, like 
the world has, the sky has fallen for him. Right. And it took a long time pulling back together. My daughter, my youngest, and my third, she'll just stare you down. <laughs> she won't be disrespectful. She won't cry. She won't blink. She doesn't get the shakes like the middle son. And you could say things over and over and over and she'll just stare at you. And she's the one that, like, if you raise your voice at her, she's like, I've blocked you out because right. you're, you're just saying things, right? And yes. she won't argue. Yes. She won't run her mouth. She won't get disrespectful. She'll just stare at you till you're, like, frustrated. And yes. then you're like, blah, right? And then at that point, she's like, I didn't know when to talk because you were saying so much. I didn't know when was my turn. <laughs> But I don't know where I got with all that, but it's just like, I feel like that's how God talks to us. He looks at us like, are you done yet? You know what I mean? And there are some words he can say to us that we're just like, it sends chills down our spine. Other times he says one word and our whole demeanor, right? Oh, yeah. And then other times he's talking to us and he's staring at us and we're staring him down. Mm. We're not budging. And we're looking at him like, are you done yet? Because I got stuff I need to say. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm -hmm. and it just, I don't even know what made me get in that direction. But like, in this space of like, knowing that he's called us to adjust our focus, um, it's an invitation. Mm -hmm. It's not the shaking of a finger of saying, you need to get it together, adjust your focus. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to come let's the was the bible say let's rationalize this thing like let's let's have a about it right let's yeah not debate with him right but let's talk about it yeah ask the questions yes because if, if if we were not invited to ask mm -hmm. the bible would not say ask right and right knock. and see right. ask knock seek or ask seek knock spells ask so there's that there you uh, go. But um, I don't know, like this has been a gift. Yes. This has been a gift on so many levels that like, there's like five different additional conversations that can happen. <laughs> and can I, can I like insert another one in there? Yes. So when you were breaking down um, the uh, moment, like how, how, you know, how you are defining moment and how it's different or mo momentum and how you you're using that for the moment. I freaked out because I occasionally will post things and it's mainly things that kind of come from this place of like, as a mom, this is what I'm dealing with or I'm feeling or I'm experiencing, or this is like the deep thought that I've had as I'm like in my momness, you know, not just like the random funny stuff that I'll post, but like as a mom, and my hashtag is hashtag capital M-O-M int moment, mom it, because it's my mom it. And you were talking about momentum and you take the moment out of that. And I literally wrote in all caps, moments. Oh my gosh, yet another. <laughs> a thread. I told you there's a thread. There's a thread. It's in, it's in, every aspect of our lives. I mean, you could talk to someone who's in fitness and nutrition. You could talk to someone who's in corporate America, who's in education. It doesn't matter. It's all the, all of this applies, you yeah. know, it, it applies in every, 
in every area of our lives and in every hat that we wear. I mean, I can't, I can't be a better mom than I am a wife and I can't be a better wife than I am a servant of God. And like you said, am I going to be, I'm going to use that. I'm going to call that third example, my Layla, because that's my daughter's name. Cause that is absolutely her approach to me. Just, you know, if I pop her, that, that didn't hurt. What? You know, like, I don't know what to do with that. I never thought it would get to that. Like, you know, my son one, two, he's out, he's doing what he needs. I never get to three. My daughter will let three come. And I'm like, they didn't tell me what comes after this. Like, I, I'm stuck. I don't know what, hey. like, I feel like God is like, how many times do I have to take you to three? Like, how many times do I have to say this? And finally, I feel like I'm in that mode of, oh, you said one. All right. What? Nope, nope, nope. Let's, let me mm -mm, shut it down. Let me try to figure out what, what I'm not hearing because I am just so sick of, you know, coming back to that same place and coming to that moment of saying, okay, God, I, you know, of course we're going to need clarity during every step of our journey, but I, I feel like sometimes I ask for clarity on the same things, the yeah. same things. And, and it goes back to what we were talking about before that feeling like you need to justify to other people. And I love what you said. It's unapologetically being myself, doing what God called me to do. And hey, I invite you to join me. An invitation, you can either accept it or decline it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's up to you. And if you are unavailable to join me for whatever reason, I did my part and I extended the invitation. Right. But like to, today, and I know, I know I've already said we're going to wrap up, but I also said that wherever God takes us, we're going to keep going. So um, <laughs> today, I literally wrote. Um, so after the Isaiah 53, 6, I wrote, where have you been rescued? Where were you once blind, but now you can see? Where were you held captive, but now you're free? It's in these things that we get to be an exact reflection of who God is and proof that he is. We are his billboards, not only in word and in deed, but in how we respond. And it just... It's this invitation because this month, our focus and momentum is God is. Mm -hmm. dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And if we think we've figured out who he is, we have gotten it wrong. Mm. Because he said, I am. Yeah, I am. Fill in the blank. Right? Right. Like, whatever it is you need, I am. Mm. Whatever it is you feel like you lack, I am. Whatever it is you feel like you have achieved and accomplished and you have arrived, I am. And if you think you are better than I am, mercy. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. And he just keeps reminding me, like, he said, I am. That is a like ongoing incapable of calculation there's a word for it that i had studied right like blow your mind really quick because there's a word for it that i calculated a while ago i'm gonna dig it up and find it because every now and then god will drop these big words and i'm like what in the world does that even mean mm -hmm. and i'll like ask like all my bible scholar theologian friends and they're like i've never heard that word 
Wow. There was a word that he gave me a while ago that was, it was this, <sighs> when I broke it down and got to like a definitive definition, it was this understanding that it could not be defined. Wow. How do, you, how do you come up with a word that has no definition? Right. And it was like, it was literally like this, like, I call them my Alice in Wonderland trails where he's like, hey, let's go on an adventure. And I don't know where we're going and I don't know how we got there. And I'm like, we're in this enchanted forest. How do I get back home? <laughs> and I'm looking around like, what? But it was one of those like ventures through the Bible of like, landing in like Leviticus and then finding myself in Ezra and then over in Lamentations and then jump forward to New Testament and then right back to the old and this like wild adventure of him showing me through like multiple Bible characters, parts of who he is, parts of who he was and parts of who he's yet to be. And, and it came down to this thing of like, stop trying to define me. Yes. I cannot be settled to some like Webster's dictionary. And and to trust that like if I've been made in his image, neither can I. Yes. Yes. Right? Neither yes. can I because it's great. And here's the thing, and here in my heart, like God is God. Like I will never, ever, ever equate to his isness. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Ever. Yes. But if he is. Yes. And he created me in his image and yes. said, it's a good thing. Yes. Look at you on earth as a part of me. Yes. And my isness. Yes. Then I am. Yes. Right? Yes. The neck roll, like, you cannot. <laughs> Who am I? I am. I'm not the I am. Right? But I am. Yeah. And it's not about me. But, but it's it about me. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is all you got to that say. Audacious attitude. <laughs> I need to write that down. I love it. Yes. We just need shirts that say, I am audacious. I it's am. not me. <laughs> right? all print, but it really is about me. <laughs> <laughs> With a little tiny asterisk that says, like, be the fine print. <laughs> this is so good. And, and you know, it's, it's it, I, I love it because even when I was trying to help God along in defining whatever this new venture is going to be for me, I was looking online for models, you know, looking online for examples. Okay. So who is doing nutrition coaching? Who is doing, you know, these things. So I'm like trying to find examples and I'm reading the websites and I'm looking at what they're offering. And I'm like, that's not it. Okay, let me go to this one. This sounds more like it. Mm, that just doesn't. 
And he just said, there is no model because I'm creating something new and you won't let me. Like you're standing in the way of what I want you to do, trying to find a copy, <laughs> you know, or trying to copy somebody else. And he's like, trying to tell me just what you explain. This is who you are. You are undefinable. Yeah. So let me just tell you, one of the things that God shared with myself and Raina that we were, we were racking our brains trying to find this, this blueprint model of what he was doing with momentum and we couldn't find it. And he kept saying, there's no blueprint. There's no pattern to how you run social media. There's no outline for how this podcast is supposed to flow. There's no calendar that you need to follow. And I promise you, as God is my witness, every time we attempted to grab a hold of one that yes. was like spirit filled and like Christian focused, and we were like, okay, we're going to make this work. And God was like, no. And here's what he said to me. He said, there's no blueprint, but there is a treasure map. So he told us, go looking for the gold. Oh my gosh. And we began digging. And just today, just before I jumped on with you, I got a, a, Voxer, a Voxer message that simply just said, you know, how are you today? And I responded, I'm in deep with God. I'm in deep and we're digging. Yeah. And said, um, she said something like deeper still or deep goes to deep. And I said, yeah, but here's the thing is like, I'm swimming and I don't know how to swim. So there's that, right? <laughs> <That> <laughs> part right there. But then I'm reminded of that song. Um, I think it's Bethel music. I know it's Jen Johnson. So I think it's Bethel music. And in the song, it says, I'm beautifully in over my head. Mm. And that's exactly. Mm where you want me to be. Yes. And I remember when I went through my instructor training. I remember when I was going through my instructor training, when, when God finally pulled me out of my own isness of like, I was at the top of my fitness game and everybody was calling in the gym to see if I was the one teaching. Mm -hmm. And I, and so I showed up for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm there for it. Like, oh no, y'all better get y'all diaper bags together because we gotta get to the gym. <laughs> I was, I was is, I was is. Yes. Yes. I was, it. I was oh, I was oh. Wow. I look back and like, I was in it over my head. Yeah so far in over my head that I couldn't even hear myself and the foolishness that I was talking. Mm. And when God arrested me out of that, I think it was probably two or three years later that I went through Rev training and at my retreat, <clears throat> I remember walking across campus and we had just wrapped up a class and I heard the lyrics of that song beautifully in over my head and he said that's exactly where I need you to be because yeah. when you're there you know like in the, in the position of not being able to swim like if I'm 
underwater. It's his rescue. And that's that Isaiah 53, like, we are prone to wander. Yes. He rescues us. We don't rescue ourselves. Yes. Because if we rescued ourselves, we would brag about it. We'd have badges. Our walls would be covered with the medals. Yes. Like, we would have accolades, so many that we would be weighed down. Wow. And it's out of that space of, like I said, like the, the reclaiming. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you were is? Let me use that because you have eyes to be able to see the one who is. Yeah. Right? Let me restore who you were then because you had a skill set that I'm yeah. going to go restore some of my children right now. Yeah. Right? Let me yes. redeem the thing you held high where you were like on stage and performance mode, not really there. Let me redeem it. Because you have a talent that I gave you and you have a gift that I gave you. So let me redeem it and now put you on a stage to preach my word. Wow. Like all that of like the repurposing, right? Like back to the tummy time. Like, let me repurpose that. Let me get some women on their bellies. Yeah. Vulnerable position. And let me feed them. Yeah. Right? Wow. Wow. Right? <laughs> I'm like, come on, God. Like, do your thing. Oh. <laughs> He doesn't waste a thing. Gosh. Wow. Not waste a thing. And like, this is the chance that we get to sit down and write down who was I? What was I doing? Where was I certain that this is the thing that I was going to be doing? And then ask him, like, do you want that? Do right. you want it, God? Because I'll give it to you. I don't want to throw it away assuming that it's invaluable right because the kingdom of god still needs some strong understanding educated people who understands the mind of a student that doesn't know where they're going yes yes and wrangle up their affairs and show them which way to go right <laughs> it's like he still needs that skill set yes yes Still needs it. He still needs the person who understands what it feels like to sit at the table with people who think they're somebody, but you know that you were asked to sit at the table. He needs that person to sit at the table in humility, to look each person at the table in the eye to remind them, I'm supposed to be here. Not out of a shaking their finger, I'm going to need you to adjust your focus, but like just start talking. Yeah. When the truth mm -hmm. comes out of your mouth, they begin to adjust their focus. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm telling you, like, we could keep going because I'm like, come on, Holy Spirit, like do whatever you're going to do. Because oh. that's where we're, I think we're missing the mark of letting him use all the things. All of that. Mm. Like let him reclaim. Just that's clarity. That is amazing. Let him just use whatever he wants to use because in the Bible, he was very specific when he starts calling out how to build the temple. He was very specific about the kind of wood, how many, yeah. cubes, which pearl would go where, which stone would go where, how many spokes in the wheel, what kind of ivy would go up the column. And the column could only be so many. He was yeah. very specific. <laughs> yeah. 
very specific. And if one thing is off, the temple doesn't get built the right way. And, and we are now the temple. I was just going to say that. He did the same thing with us. The, 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 the shade of our skin, the yeah. texture of our hair, the color of our eyes, the intricacies of our personalities, our skill sets. And we wish we had things that other people had. We wish we were different and could change. And God is trying to show us if that, if I gave that to you, you would no longer be you. I mean, down to the tiniest little fibers that run across our face, I have different fibers than you have. Right. Because that, the, the number of fibers that I have in my skin, a very fine muscular structure, create my face to look like it looks and although they are genetically connected to my parents they're not my parents facial structure like we could go all in right of, of geeking out over but like who are we to assume that like he wasn't specific right i was telling right. yesterday like let's stop saying that like down to our skin color and the, the the level of melanin in our skin that 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 that's not unique because like i look at my parents my dad was the color of hershey's cocoa and my mother was like the color of these walls behind me mm, yeah here i am like this like crazy hybrid mix of the two of them yeah that was very specific when he did that i, I laugh because like my oldest son didn't really know what my mom was or what color she was so he called her the light beige grandma <laughs> so that's who she was <laughs> the light beige grandma and his other grandmother his his biological father's grandmother was my complexion so he was like well gr that grandma's your color i'm talking about your mom the light beige one and i'm like light beige she was really fair but like <laughs> Like beige is already light, so like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like to know that he was very specific oh. with that. Yeah. He, yeah. he was very specific in the Old Testament when he built the temple because the spirit would know yeah. this yeah. is where I'm going because those that's the way I built it. And so I know this is my temple. Wow. And he was very specific about us and he knows that he created us and when he looks at us he sees his creation mm -hmm. but when he doesn't see the readiness wow like i can't even go there. Mm. wow like the spirit of god is like ah like wow. the thing was supposed to be ready for me and wow. like christ the temple the holy spirit was in us but the holy spirit is grieved when he's like i'm supposed to be at home right and oh. i'm struggling can't even, the holy spirit struggles, but he grieves when he's like yeah. supposed to be where i dwell yeah it's like showing up for church but the ushers weren't in place the pro the bulletins weren't printed the musician didn't do a sound check and you have people there ready to receive and they're like I can't even, like, I'm so distracted by all this extra. I, I can't even. It's, go, it's literally the story of the 10 virgins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's the story of the ten virgins like oh we'll do that later because like yeah 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 right it, okay, but, like, I could just keep talking to you <laughs> so it's so good because the thing is like this is not just this podcast and you and, and I think you've already had this kind of revelation of it but it's like it's not just for you it's not just for the guests that you're talking to so for me it's for everyone listening because these are things that i think as women we are gifted to problem solve because that's our role regardless what our family structure looks like regardless what our you know professional position is we are wired to be problem solvers to fix to nurture to do all those things so when it comes to our purpose in the Lord and what we're called to do, we're, we naturally are wired to say, okay, like you said in the beginning, all right, I think this is where God is taking me. Let me help this process along and, and, and go forward. But it's in these places where we're stopping. We weren't trying to problem solve anything. Like we weren't trying to figure out the next steps. We weren't trying to figure out, you know, there was no, there was literally no agenda other than to say, we're going to come together and pray and just let the Holy Spirit have his way. And I have two pages and I probably could have written more. I was just trying to be professional and look in the camera. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just, and, and it's all these things that I've been asking and wanting and trying to orchestrate myself when really God is like, I already am. If you just sit down and let me talk to you, and sometimes if, if I'm trying to talk to him one-on-one -on -one and that doesn't work, he'll send a sister my way to talk with me. So it comes out in that conversation. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, literal yeah. emoji right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, like I said, like before we started even recording, like when God told me and I had reached out to Raina and I was like, Raina, this podcast is not mine. It's not my voice. It's like, it has to be a space that like, cause I heard, I kept hearing God say, get louder with your life. Mm. My childhood was loud. I don't mm. do loud. I do, like loud makes me freak out. Like <laughs> stuff's going to start breaking when it gets loud. Like I don't do loud. Right. And he kept saying, like, get louder with your life. You have permission to be loud. And he took it as far as even just, like, the colors that I wear in my clothing of, like, yeah. you have permission to, like, show up. Yeah. And I had a Rev sister say to me once, um, you have permission to occupy some space. And, and when she said it, I, like, broke down into the ugly cry because she didn't even know the whole story yeah. of yeah. Where, where that revelation had come from. Yeah. <clears throat> but he said to me, like, be loud with your life. And what he showed me was a megaphone. And he said, the podcast is going to become a megaphone for other women to speak and be heard. Right. Wow. And this was like 2018. And then wow. 2019, he kept saying even louder. Like he kept saying the words to me even louder. Mm. And that song raise a hallelujah came out and i was like sing a little louder like let's just sing a little louder right like that song be kind of kind of became my anthem but at the end of 2019 he said i asked you to get louder and somewhere you're waiting for someone to give you the permission and i already gave it to you and it was louis giglio's 
um, New Year's Eve message coming into 2020 mm. that confirmed it because I want to say it was like it was probably this time, which usually this time every year he starts giving me my word for the coming year, and I think he's already given me my word. So. 2019, it was like October, November, 2019, I started hearing the words trust and wonder. Hmm. I kept saying like, I need you to come alive and get louder with your life and trust me with it. And then wonder what I would do if you were obedient. Right? Like this whole phrase, and I'm like, God, it's supposed to be one word for the year, not a whole paragraph. He's like, I am. Right? I am. Who I'm gonna be, um, and I just I kept hearing it in songs. I would I would hear it in worship songs that I had never heard the words "come alive" or "trust" or "wonder," and it was like illuminated, right? So Louis Giglio's message on New Year's Eve was an understanding of the 1920s Roaring Twenties and how it became the Roaring Twenties. And he said, if, if change needed to happen, they knew that they needed to get loud about the necessary change. And he said, listen, God is going to need his people. There's a remnant of people that he's asking to be loud with their life, but it's not getting big yeah. and obnoxious. Yeah. Right. It's that audacity to let your life fall in his hands. And then he takes your life up to his mouth and he speaks into you and because it's his word your life becomes amplified and that's the loud and it becomes this roar so was the crazy thing in october i think it was october was it i think it was october 2019 i attended a faith and fitness conference and um a fellow faith and fitness leader in the industry who we've known each other since 2013. So this is where God begins to use the things that you hand over to him. Right. I've known him since 2013. And the, the point of reference of where I knew him, I no longer was associated with. Like I had given it up and it was like a thing that I was like, what was all that for God? Like, right like I wasted my time with that right so fast forward now 2019 and we're at this faith and fitness conference and I walk into the conference I was scheduled to be a panelist at the conference and I knew that he was going to be there but I just thought he was going to be there right I walk in he's the MC for the panel <laughs> and I walk in and he drops his hands and he's like Amia Freeman I was like what and I didn't even have to think about the connection. It immediately clicked. Right. But after that conference wrapped up, he pulled me to the side and he said, do I have permission to speak into your life? And I was like, yeah. Like, and I honor him as a man of God, as a, yeah. I mean, he's a fitness leader in the industry that like, if I, if you drop his name, people are like, you know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Um, and he said to me, he was like, you have a beautiful roar, a roar that like rattles the ground. And he said, but just as the ground begins to shake, you get quiet. 
Oh my gosh. It was like the ground shakes, the trees begin to tremble, and and everybody that's in the forest, if you if you will, like the proverbial forest, knows that the lioness is speaking. And they wait for instruction. And he said, but there's another lion who is ready to pounce. And he hears the rumbling happening in your throat, almost like you're clearing your throat. And he feels the ground underneath him shaking. And he gets anxious. And so he roars back out of defense to see if when he roars, you'll be quiet to call your bluff. Because he sees that everybody else is at attention and waiting. And he said, but he growls. And I immediately knew this is the, the enemy roar. Like he roams and he, like a lion, right? Like a lion. Yes. Not because he is one. Right. But like a lion. Right. And he said, he growls to see how you're going to respond to his bluff. And he said, Amia Freeman, with all due respect, sister, I know you and I know the authority that you carry and I know the God in heaven who lives in you. He was like, I need you to not be quiet. Mm. And I was like, yeah. and I, all I could do was, right? I just stood there in awe, like, he had no clue that just weeks prior to that, we were at instructor training. I think, well, now I need to go back and look if his message came to me first or this message came first. But at some point between the two messages and, between, and before Louis Giglio's message was all this confirmation because God, we were at instructor retreat and it was in the middle of Electio Divina we were sitting quietly and I saw this visual of a train track and all I could see was the tracks and the gravel on the side of the tracks and the gravel started shaking, right? <laughs> the gravel started to like quiver, but the tracks, the tracks don't move, right? Tracks don't move because the tracks know this is why I'm here. Right. There's a train coming, right? This is right. why. But the gravel began to shake and some of it started to roll away. But the gravel that was underneath the tracks didn't move. They knew, the gravel knew if it moves, it's going to throw the train off. But the gravel on the outside starts rumbling and rolling away. And the Holy Spirit said, Don't you pay attention to the ones that run? Don't you pay attention because they're afraid of the rumbling. They're afraid of the, of the train that's coming. They're afraid that they're going to get crushed by the train. And he starts singing over me. The Holy Spirit starts singing. And here's like, this is why I laugh at God because he knows how to get our attention. He knows that music is my love language. He knows because he made me, right? Right. <laughs> singing that song people get ready there's a train coming you don't need no ticket you just get on board people get ready there's a train coming you don't need no baggage you just need the lord 
right? And he started singing that song over me. And I laughed because the woman who sings that song, that was one of my mom's favorite singers. And my mom's been in heaven this year, 14 years. And I knew that 2020 was 14 years. And the Holy Spirit said, it's also a double portion completion. So the healing's coming, right? And he's like, I just need you with the same eyes that I rescued you to see the ones who are still sitting and waiting for the ones who are still wondering, like, why am I still grieving for the ones who are still wondering, what about all those years that I did all those things? Like, are you going to do something with it? And he was like, like I said, in Isaiah 43, Isaiah 53, like you've wandered, you know what it looks like. You've been up here. You know what that looks like. You've let a lot of stuff go from the, the position of success. You know what that looks like. And you've gone really, really low in a space of surrender. Not to puff yourself up into the, like, you know what I mean? Like the Bible says, like, haughtiness puffs itself up. Like, not that. Like, you've gone so low that you're like, I really don't even know why I'm here. Yeah. And he said, like, with that, with that perspective, with that understanding, with that amount of grace, with that kind of humility, with that kind of Galatians 5 fruit of the Spirit, walk in it. Walk in it and see her and call her up. And go sit with her, go cry with her, go laugh with her, go have crazy audacious faith with her. Like, bring her in, bring her in and say like, hey, it's not like it was in the world. Like, we're at the table together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look across the table and see her eye to eye to say to her, like, you belong here. Don't you second guess why you're at the table. You know what I mean? Like, there's a banner over us. <laughs> Our eyes begin to wander. There's a sign on the side that says, yes, you're free. You're wild. Don't you apologize for your freedom. Don't you try to tame it down because somebody says you're too much. Right? Like, Welcome to the table. I'm not going to get up from my seat because this is my seat, but I'm going to slide my chair over so you can make room. And I think that we've like, we've mistakenly like taken all of the pain. We've taken all of the notoriety. We've taken all of the accolades and success and we've shoved it in front of each other in the name of Jesus and said, humble yourself so you can then be like me. And I'm like, that's not in the Bible, A. Second of all, like, you're not God, so, like, right, right. have some tummy time. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> stay on your mat. <laughs> right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Just, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe okay. a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even care at this point. <laughs> But it just, I don't know, like, and, and this year specifically, he has just been saying to me, like, you're going to teach women to find their voice. 
in early early spring he said you're going to give voice lessons i want to say it was like february 2020 he said you're going to give voice lessons and i reached out to another rev sister who has studied classically and trained music her degree and i said to her here's what god said and she laughed and she was like get ready for another adventure through wonderland because <laughs> She was like, I don't even know what to make of this because I know you don't know music in that way. Right. She said, but I trust that that just simply means that you, your life in his hands will be put in front of them so that then they can speak. And yes. he's magnified and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Well, this has been an amazing voice lesson. That's all I've got to say. Like... I don't know why I tried to put mascara on. Now I'm crying and it's in my eye. This is just a beautiful mess. It's just, <laughs> just it's, this is, this is what I needed today at this moment, at this, you know, last quarter of this year when we're recording this. I mean, I feel like we've done so much to just survive. You know, up to this point, it's like we're doing what we can to just kind of keep it together. And sometimes you need to just have that moment to just say, look, I am what I am. <laughs> I is who I is. <laughs> and God, you is who you is. Right. I just, I, you know, I, it's not my job to keep it together. Like, it's my job to be that wild and free audacious that is what that's what I was created to be and to try to contain it <laughs> to try to you know appease or just to get through or what it just I just love it I love we we and I'm not starting a new conversational point I promise <laughs> you I'm not but we, my, my husband and my kids, we are a family of lions. We say, like, that's what we call ourselves. We are, my, my son loves to draw. And maybe five years ago, six, uh, four or five years ago, he drew a picture of a pride of lions in his, like, little abstract mind. And they were roaring. And it's hanging up in our kitchen. And anything with a lion, we're like, oh, my gosh, it's us. And just to hear you talk about the lioness and the roar and shrinking back. And, you know, I mean, the lioness is the one who gets it done in the pride. I mean, it's not, it's not the, the, you know, the male lion, like people think it is, but it's not, it's the lioness who keeps things going and who, who, who really, you know, is the one who does the hunting. And, you know, I mean, it just thinking of all of that and then to hear you, bring light to that portion of, of, of scripture, Satan prowls around like a lion. Oh, I just, oh, it's just, it's, it's so much and it's everything. Yeah. Everything. I just, I don't know. I, I'm so thankful. So, so thankful. Yeah. Just, I mean, uh, I don't even know how to officially close this out because it just <laughs> two hours later and it just I mean and here's the thing is that when we when I first 
started like trying to make sense and wrap my brain around what God was going to do with it. He's, he was like, just go. Yeah. I'll let you know when you get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's your tent when you get there. But for now, follow the stars. You know what I mean? Like, look up, yeah. follow the stars. And yeah. I don't know. Like, I've told everyone else so far, it just, it will be whatever he asks me to make it. Um, so whoever watches this and you get to catch what it became, now you know what it yeah. became. But like in the process, we had no clue, no clue. Wow. All I can do is just, I don't know. There are things that God has asked us to do through momentum that when it was over, we were like, what? And he said, I just wanted you to be obedient. I just wanted you to be, to be obedient. That's all. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, so now when he says go, I'm like, all right, I don't even know where this, where we're going, but he said, show up. That's it. So, I'm ready. I brought a snack. I brought a, a quarter of a donut. I'm ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I will use my shirt to wipe my tears, right? <laughs> Well, I just, I'm going to pray us out. Yeah. And then just praise God for what he's done. So uh, thank you. God, true to your word, true to who you are, you just do what you do. Sometimes we have no clue where you're taking us, what you're about to do with it. <clears throat> but you just say for us to just show up and that you'll... <laughs> You'll provide the, the sacrifice. Like we provide the fire, you provide the sacrifice. Whatever you ask of us, God, when we show up, you do what's necessary. Yes. So God, we just present what happened here to you and tell you again to have your way with it. Whatever it becomes in the hands and the hearts and the homes and the lives of the women that get their hands on it, I just pray that it would become what they needed whether it was a next step, whether it was water to a seed, whether it was the shovel that they got to dig up some old roots, whether it was a basket for collecting harvest, um, whatever it would need to be, God, we just hand it over to you. Um, and we thank you for what you've done so far. Uh, we thank you for what you are about to do. <clears throat> and we just praise you for who you are. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Hey. Man, oh, oh, so, so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I had no idea.